Welcome to this week's edition of What Does He Say? A weekly podcast dedicated to talking about the world around us and what the Lord says about it. I'm your host, Dave Hotard. Thanks for joining us. This week, we'll be discussing something that we touched on a bit last week that we wanted to expand more on this week, talking about salvation and eternity and the eternal gift of salvation and what that truly means for the believer. We'll discuss the security found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we'll also look in the book of Ephesians for a little bit of an encouraging word to talk about the battlefield, if you will, that Christians are currently on today as a witness in a lost and dying world. So what better way to get started than to talk about the gift of salvation? Now we have discussed this in prior episodes, but did want to dig a little bit deeper into this topic to discuss what salvation exactly is and how we come by it and what that means for us after we gain this wonderful free gift from our Lord. So basically salvation, as we've discussed in the past, is a guarantee that your eternity will be in existence that will consist of being side by side, honoring and glorifying the creator and sustainer of the universe, and that will be the person of Jesus Christ who we see. So when we look at salvation, it's talking about how we'll spend our eternity. So eternal existence will be there whether you're a believer or not, but it's whether you have eternal life or eternal damnation that are the two paths that you have to choose from while you're here on this earth. Now, a lot of people want to take this gift of salvation that Christ freely gave to us and say that the humans and the humanity in us, we have to do something to earn this salvation other than putting our faith alone in Christ alone. And I know I've mentioned that phrase before, and many people might be wondering what that means. Well, it's pretty simple. You put your faith alone in the fact that Jesus Christ walked this earth, and he is God made into the form of man, and walked this earth in order to be sin for us, as we discussed in the last episode. And we believe that he walked this earth as the perfect human being, was tempted all on all points just like we are, as humans each and every day, and lived a sinless life so he could be the perfect sacrifice for all of the world's sins. And we talked about this in depth, but we wanted to also stress the fact that he completed this work and that this work is finished. Christ came to earth, spent his time here, revealed himself as the Son of God, and put himself on the cross to bear the entire sin debt of the entire world, past, present, and future. So that's what faith in Christ is about, is believing that that transpired. Believing that Christ gave himself up on the cross, was buried, and rose on the third day, and conquered death, conquered sin, and paid the debt for us. This is a difficult concept for a lot of people to grasp, So they think that, naturally, salvation is something that's more difficult than just putting your faith in that reality that the work of Jesus Christ was and is completed for you. And that you don't have to do anything in and of yourself other than believe. Well, once you gain salvation and you put your faith in Christ and you have that belief, 
within the comfort and the privacy of your own heart, then you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit guides you and walks you through what we call the Christian walk. So a lot of times when people read through the Bible and they talk about sin, which seems to still be the major issue that the majority of the world and that the majority of professing Christianity is still talking about, when it comes to matters of sin, people want to seem to apply the fact that we as believers still do sin and that the only way to continue to earn our salvation and to keep our salvation is to not sin anymore. Well, in one of the previous episodes, we talked about the example of Adam. Perfect man, perfect environment, one law to keep, and he could not do that. What makes us think as humans today that we can keep every single law that God wrote? Man for centuries has thought that he can be the perfect human, and he can be the one that keeps the righteousness that God requires to have everlasting life in his kingdom. We as humans cannot achieve that. We can't now. We never have been able to, which is the reason that we needed a savior in the first place. So when people look at the scripture, they think that humans who put their faith alone in Christ alone also must do something on top of that when the scripture speaks completely opposite to that point. At no point in the scripture is it faith plus something. It's faith in Christ alone. Again, the whole reason he came here was to reveal himself as a human form of God and the sacrificial lamb that would take on our sin debt and our burden and pay the price for our sin. So people have a difficult time separating the idea and the concept of salvation versus the idea and concept of the Christian walk and the rewards in the kingdom as a result of that Christian walk once we're saved. I had some great opportunities this week to discuss these points with many folks online, a couple of social media platforms that we visited and discussed these topics in depth, and I was very honored to be able to have that opportunity to have these open dialogues and discussions with folks I didn't know from all across the world. And one of the key points that I found was that the majority of these people who I was discussing these topics with were proclaiming to be believers, but still saying that there was a possibility that we can lose our salvation, which could not be further from the truth. We looked at many scriptures and challenged each other back and forth in terms of digging into the Word of God and discussing what these items that we were looking at actually meant. But at the end of the day, what we came to the conclusion of through those discussions, at least on my side, was edification and comfort in the fact that salvation is eternal. Once you accept the gift, the free gift of salvation, you inherit the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that is the only righteousness that is capable of leading to everlasting life, not existence, but life 
with the creator and sustainer of the universe is the righteousness of Christ, which is why we as believers still continue to sin today. Because the only good thing in us is the righteousness of Christ that he freely gave us and we have chosen with our free will to accept and to profess and believe that his work is complete and sufficient for our everlasting life. So the righteousness is the key. Many people say that we have to then be righteous. Well, yes, obviously in looking at how we behave and how we handle ourselves post-salvation as believers, the Christian walk should be filled with the right things to do. We shouldn't want to do the things that we used to do that weren't necessarily in alignment with God's will. However, as humans, the good Lord understands that we are far from perfect, we are incapable of being perfect, and that is the reason that we needed a Savior. So it's like you become adopted as a child of God, and we've spoken about this in episodes past as well. Not everyone is a child of God, everyone is a creation of God, but we choose whether we will accept that adoption into his family, which is an incorruptible bond, and it's something that can't be changed, and something that can't be taken away by our actions once we accept this truth that Jesus' work was finished and is sufficient for our everlasting life. So much like an adoption that we see here, once you're adopted, you can't unadopt somebody. They are adopted forever as part of your family once you adopt a child. Similar to this is the belief and the truth that Jesus, through his sacrifice and his free gift of taking on our sin debt, adopts us into eternity with him. Again, it's a bond that is incorruptible. And nothing we do, no matter how bad it is on the social spectrum in terms of sin, can corrupt that once we believe and put our faith in Christ. Because it's called salvation. It's not called probation. There's nothing we can do to pull ourselves away from God once we are saved. Now, there are things that we do post-salvation in our Christian walk. And again, I want to make sure that we're stressing the difference between salvation and the Christian walk. But in our Christian walk, there are things that we do in terms of our continued sin that do separate us from the fellowship with our Lord and Savior. When the Spirit guides us to do something and we quench the Spirit, we go completely opposite and we do our own thing. We take it upon ourselves to rely on our old sin nature and our old ways of living in this world. That does separate us from the fellowship, but it doesn't take us out of eternity. Put it to you this way. You cannot do enough as a human, nobody can, to save yourself. So after you're saved by our Redeemer, there's nothing you can do to unsave yourself. And people want to say, well, yes, you can walk away and 
you can backslide. And these are some of the, the terms that are thrown out throughout professing Christianity today. But there's no biblical scriptural backing for that. During the discussions this week with many people, again, across many spectrums, one of the things that kept coming up was references to scriptures from the New Testament, uh, the letters, the gospels, to the different churches. Well, it's all about context. Again, and we've spoken about this before, when we read the Bible, we have to understand the context. And the context of all of these scriptures, the chapters and verses that were thrown at me in objection to what I was stating of salvation being final, complete, and perfect, because it is the perfect gift, the largest part that was thrown at me were scriptures that were warnings to fellow believers about false doctrine and things that were against what Jesus taught, things that did not continue to provide that security in Christ. And again, that's the big part about it. Because if we don't have security in Christ, even if you take all of the chapters and verses and verse-by-verse verse learning out of the Bible, if you think about it from a common-sense perspective, and you think about the story of history, if God lowered himself to become man in the form of Jesus Christ, and he came to this earth, sacrifice himself on the cross, freely give himself up, suffer a brutal physical death, a more horrific spiritual suffering on the cross, again, taking on the entire sin burden of every single person that had ever, was ever, and will ever walk the face of the earth. So if Jesus comes down and he does all of this, and then on the third day rises, conquers sin, conquers death, if you look at this and say, okay, what was the point? The point was to take on the entire sin burden of the entire world because he knows that we are not good enough as people to do what only he could do. We can never earn his righteousness, so he freely gives it to us. So if he freely gives it to us, and he does all of this work and completes it and tells us in the word that it is complete, and we set our calendars by him, still to this day, and we have all of that, and the work is finished, and all of this significant impact of his creation of the world and his interaction with this world, why then would he go through all of this only to come back later and say, but I was just kidding. It's not complete. You still have work to do. You have to prove that this free gift I gave you is enough or else I'm just going to kick you right out of this adoption circle. You're no longer in it and you're going to burn in the lake of fire for eternity. It doesn't make common sense. Again, take the chapters and verses that back this up out of the equation and let's just look at it from a common sense perspective. Again, we should always refer to the scripture. It's always important to pull from the scripture in terms of defending these positions in today's society. However, if you look at this just from a common sense perspective, the case stands on its own. Why come through as a human on this earth and do all of that work and tell us it's finished if you're just going to come back later and say, nah, I was just kidding. Yeah, you still have to do some work. It wasn't really complete. I'm God, of course, but I can't complete the work that I've promised you. 
that I've completed. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to think that way. And it's sad because it has so many people confused about the truth and the security and the complete beauty and glory of that free gift of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if we look at this, we have to, as believers, not only fight against Gospels out there that say there is no God, Gospels out there that say Jesus is not God, but now we have to fight within professing Christianity, fight the good fight and the battle against professing Christianity who says, if you do X, Y, or Z, that's sin. Sin will send you to hell even if you're a believer. And if you do sin, you're not really a believer because that sin is really bad. And we don't believe that you believe in Jesus. So you're not a believer in reality and you're going straight to hell. Well, all of us are broken. No matter what stage of our salvation we're in, whether we're lost or saved, we're all still broken humans. And again, the main driving point about this is that at the end of the day, there is nothing redeeming in man other than if man believes in Jesus and Jesus is living in and through them. So I think the confusion as well is that when we talk about sin no longer being the issue because Jesus conquered that, people want to say, well, being saved doesn't give you a license to sin. Absolutely, it does not. Again, the quenching of the spirit, the living in your old ways, that will gain you heavenly discipline and it will separate you from the fellowship on your Christian walk, but it certainly does not pull you off the path. And I want to encourage everybody out there, if you've ever been handed that doctrine that says you can lose your salvation, know that it's false and look elsewhere for guidance on how you should be spending your time as a saved child of God. Again, it's all about the scriptural context and understanding what the Word of God says. I mentioned a little while ago that we're in a battlefield. We're in a war zone. We have to fight. We have to make sure that we are standing up for the righteousness that we've earned through the person of Christ. And I want to take you to the Word to discuss what that battle actually is and what that really looks like if we break it down. We're going to take you to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read verses 10 through 20. And we're discussing what it is to be a Christian warrior in today's society again fighting against many different forms of the devil's work and people who want to throw us off track about the security that's found in Jesus Christ. We'll start with chapter 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness." and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, 
wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me, that the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Extremely powerful. And we talk about all of the things that we fight against on a daily basis within ourselves, personal conflict, within the world, everything that's out there, the messages that are going across in today's society. This is what God says about that today, is that it is a war zone. And we as believers need to be prepared to continue to fight the good fight and make sure that everyone understands that the only way to everlasting life, the only way is through faith alone, in the person of Jesus Christ. And that forms an incorruptible bond once we, in the privacy of our own heart and our own spirit and our own soul, we accept this and we accept the sacrifice that Jesus has freely given to us and he took our place when he was on the cross. If we accept this, then we will live an everlasting life in his kingdom. And again, that the sin that we continue to do day in and day out, just like many people, many great people in the Bible did. You look at King David, you look at Peter, you look at Paul. They all mention the fact that they were sinners still within their faith and their fellowship. And when they sinned, it separated them from their fellowship, but it did not kick them off the path. And these are the things that we want to continue to encourage everybody to understand day in and day out as we go to battle every day again with ourselves and with everything in society around us stay vigilant my friends and keep fighting the good fight thanks so much for joining us this week god bless you all and may the peace of our lord and savior jesus christ be with you